So today is October 28th, and I think we have created an invention. It's the... I think you have to state that. So I'll introduce us. Welcome to Calm Before the Score. My name's Matt Endress. I'm here with my co-host, Brian Highland. Brian, how are you? Howdy. So we're filling out a verbal patent right now. That's what I was going to say. You got to you got to say that. And uh, then I think it's legally binding one. as an actual patent. All right. Um, okay, now that's getting out of the way. Now we have to explain our idea. It's so people who like me have Apple everything. My iPhone, the headphone jack slash charger at the bottom is that what is it like a what did you call it? A something? Lightning port. Lightning port, thank you. But my Mac that I record or we record these episodes on has a round headphone jack in the side. They make, Apple makes dongles that, which by the way is a hilarious name, um, that goes from headphone jack to iPhone, as everyone knows. But there isn't the opposite. I need the flat iPhone bit and then have another separate piece that turns into you need, a headphone jack. You need, you need a male headphone jack yes. and a female USB port. Correct. And lightning port. Female lightning ports. You can plug Correct. in your Apple headphones that you got with your iPhone mm-hmm. into said female lightning port with a male headphone jack adapter. So, Wait. like I said, this is this is patented because mm-hmm. i said so yeah um so that's going to be our request to the to the listeners this week is to make that make it or at least point us in the direction of an inventor who can what did did you look to see if it was already a thing absolutely not okay cool good <laughs> good. good 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 absolutely it. i did not look um it's just something that I would say few of us need, but it does feel like there could be a big reverse Apple market, which Apple's already even starting to dive into. They have AirPods, now they have. I mean, Apple. Um, They're going backwards. We're just trying to slither our way in there. I feel like Apple's secondary market, like knockoff Apple, is just like a huge, a huge thing. Like I feel like you always see like the knockoffs just because Apple's actual like products are just so stupidly priced. Yeah. Ridiculously expensive. Like the, uh, you know, when you're watching like Disney channel growing up and all their phones look like pears. Exactly. Stuff like that, which by the way, was a hilarious gimmick. Whoever thought of that nicely done. Um, but this is a sports show. We will talk about sports at some point, but we may have a billion-dollar idea. we got to flush this out before we talk about how ridiculous I made Brian look on Sunday. Get to it. <laughs> Did you look it up? Are, are any results coming up? What results? Oh, you weren't looking up? Looking up. Oh, I, no, I wasn't looking it up. No, I'm doing oh. something else. I thought, that's, I thought that's what we were waiting for. I don't need it. <laughs> we'll look it up over during the week. 
we'll report back next week to see if we found it or if we're now billionaires. But it's officially on the record and you've heard it here first. So now if you steal our idea and do make it, you know, good for you. If you make it, give us, I don't know what, what do you think is fair? A third? I think, I think, I think it's, well, it's, it's our patent. Yeah, we're going to license it out for people to make it. I don't, do you know how to make it? I don't know how to make it. No, but it's, but it's ours. Some, someone makes it and we get all the money. Well, then why, would somebody, why would somebody make it for us if they get none of the money? That's the way the patents work, Matt. Patents don't seem very fair. I know this is our patent and it's our idea, but if somebody's actually going to figure out how to make it and make it, I feel like they should get something. No, that's that's just that's just good business by us. Just just good patent business. Yeah, but nobody's gonna do it. They're gonna make it. We're not gonna pay them anything. (laughs) Agree to disagree. I feel. By the way, we did a lot of that on the last episode, and you looked like a buffoon every time. Okay. My in my defense, I mean, we we went head to head twice. The Falcons line moved to minus one and a half, which is where I actually took it on Sunday. The Falcons minus one and a half? Yeah, the Falcons moved to minus one and a half. I had which Dolphins where I actually took it. We recorded on Thursday. I had Dolphins plus two and a half that also hit. So okay, look at us. Yeah. So we so we we both hit. Uh, you also and, said my Colts plus four and a half and, was stupid. Which that hit. I never said that. You did. I didn't go against I, you. I, re- I re-listened to the episode today. Because I forgot to write down my bet. If, if I thought it was stupid, I would I would have gone with the other side, like I did with the the Dolphins and the Patriots. And it was, it was I a mean, bit of a throwaway the, line after our Patriots Jets debacle. I said my last pick is Colts was four and a half. You said that's stupid. As kind yeah, of I was, I was mad at you. You were going to say that about yeah, anything? I was, yeah, I was pissed. That also hit. You you could you could have said a pick that I had. I might have had <laughs> Colts, and I would have said the exact same thing. That's fair. That's fair, but you did uh, you did say it was stupid, even if it was not. I stand by it. It was it was a stupid pick. The Colts, the Colts are stupid. They're just a stupid team, just in general. But I think I think we should should start with the Patriots Jets, and I mean I think it's a little bit ridiculous that you know you're trying to dance on my grave after our starting quarterback went down. I mean it's I was, it's a push it's a push in my book. <laughs> <laughs> it's a push. I was like 54 I, to 16. I'm, I'm not giving myself a loss personally. <laughs> I was going to I was going to bring the Jets up last on purpose. So I was going to say if Zach wasn't playing, I don't think it would have been as bad. Probably it, it, it definitely would not have been. I don't think it would have been as probably wouldn't have been as bad. No, I, I don't think it would have been as bad either. Um, Cause that's, that's, that's a tough I mean, score to look at. Anytime you go 54, it was, it was, it was definitely a tough score to look at. I mean, it was, that's, the whole game was just unbearable. I knew the Jets were were in for a fucking terrible day when Josh McDaniels was running the double pass on the first drive. Like he was, I mean, he, he was pulling out all the goddamn stops. Two um, last week were passing touchdowns by non-quarterbacks. Yeah, that was a fun Jets. Pass. Jets had Jets were already down their two, you know, presumptive starting linebackers in. Um, Jared Davis and CJ Mosley. CJ Mosley, this was the first game Mosley missed. And then the three starting linebackers that they had, 
going into the week all got injured during the game. Every single one of them. Not great. Um, the pa- the Patriots did exactly what they had to do to just fucking shit down the Jets' throat. They passed it over the middle and they tried to and they ran a bunch of screens and short passes and just made the linebackers cover and tackle and the linebackers just could not do that. I mean, I I honestly don't know if Mac Jones completed a pass outside the numbers. And that's that's not even a joke. I I don't think he did. I'm not uh, there if, isn't one that I mean, granted I didn't pay a ton of attention to that game. Um but there's not a play that like sticks out in my head of him like really putting one out there down the field or anything like that. The the few the few that I can like remember, he like they were incomplete. Like they were just bad throws. Like he was just I mean, they were easy targets, they were wide open, and McDaniels just ran a clinic on on the Jets coaching staff. I mean, the the Jets look ill looked ill prepared. Um, I don't think obviously it did not help that their starting quarterback went down. Um, the Jets, they missed the field goal um, on their second drive, which would have made it 14-3. And then the play that Zach Wilson went down, it was first and goal from the two, which they eventually scored a touchdown from. So if you, you know, take, if you make the field goal and score that touchdown and Zach Wilson stays in the game, it's 17-10. Zach Wilson was playing well. It's a different game. Um, it was very clear once Zach Wilson went down that the Jets' offensive game plan was going to be just don't let Mike White do anything, which is fine. I'm fine with that, I mm-hmm. guess. I mean, the game was out of hand at that point anyways. like Mike White wasn't going to make the comeback, especially with the way that the defense was playing. Um, but – I think it's a, a poor job by Joe Douglas in roster management where he didn't have a veteran quarterback who can step in when starter goes down or if the starter goes down. Like the fact that did not. Yeah. The fact that they had to trade but, for Joe Flacco oh. because yeah, I, well, I guess according to reports, the jets tried to bring Flacco back, but he went to the Eagles and then, so, but it's, so it's kind of funny that, like, then in turn, the Eagles were just like, nah, you know what? <laughs> you, we're we good. Now. We're good. Um, but, yeah, no, I mean, obviously it was a kick in the dick the whole game. Um, luck, luck, I mean, I, got, I don't know if it was luckily. Um, I was at a one-year-old's birthday party for the, the second half. Um, I obviously still came back and watched it because I, I like to torture myself with Jets games, but. Um, was it yeah. your one-year-old's birthday party? No, no, it was uh, a friend of ours. Coming up closer to that already happened. Did I miss that? No, it's, it's coming up. It's coming okay. up. Sorry. Right. I, feel, I feel better. For a second, I thought I missed it. No, that. no, you're, you're good. Um, but also another thing that kind of gives me a little bit of. I don't know what the right word is. Like, I guess relief is the fact that, yeah, is the fact that there were like so many other blowouts throughout the NFL. Just like, I mean, the the Bengals just dominated the Ravens. Like, well, I mean, we knew a lot of big spreads last week. We it was it was a lot of big spreads. I mean, the the Texans obviously got got shellacked. Um, it was a lot of big spreads. Uh, I, the Jets was by far the worst, but. I don't know. 
they're they're the youngest team in the NFL. I mean, people are acting like I I know I had I had high hopes coming in to the season, but I think that's because I thought Lafleur was going to be better than he has been. I think yep. I was a little bit too confident in a first time offensive coordinator, and it doesn't help in hindsight, like, or I guess not even in hindsight, it doesn't help that like, if you actually look at Kyle Shanahan's time in San Francisco, yeah, they've had one winning season and they did go to the Super Bowl. They did go to the Super Bowl, but a lot of that was Robert Sala's defense. And the fact that they could just run the ball to death. Yeah. But I mean, I would, I would love to, I know they're not going to win with, Zach Wilson out. Like I, I don't think that they can win with Mike White or Joe Flacco. Um, but I would love to see them actually play like I came into the year expecting them. Like the running game has been bottom of the league, and like that's the whole Shanahan okay. offense is like, build, like run, run game. And I, run. Like, and I feel like they have the like good running backs. Like I think Ty Johnson's good. Michael Carter is incredible. I mean, he has like, he's averaging like four yards per carry after contact. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't help that he gets like tackled, like hit behind the line every time. So he's only averaging like four yards per carry. So he's averaging <laughs> but, three yards a carry, but four of them are after contact. It, it, it's something ridiculous like that. He's, he's doing incredible. Like every time he gets the ball, like he's, he's bound to break at least one tackle, um, which is pretty sweet to watch. Uh, but I, I think I, I want them to just pound the rock. Their, their best offensive player has been out since week one, Mackay Becton. Yep. Um, Elijah Vera Tucker looks like the real deal. Just sick. Elijah Moore hasn't really done much, but they just haven't had enough time on offense. And, you know, I'm sure every game, I'm sure, um, against the Bengals, all that I'm going to hear about is how they haven't scored in the first quarter. Um, but I just saw a stat that the Packers haven't scored in the first quarter in, I think, six games this season or maybe five games this season. So it's okay. <laughs> like, I don't know. It's until they actually start playing well, they'll be the laughing stock of the NFL, which. It's you know a tough spot to be as a fan, year, but it is what it is. Something to keep in your mind is you guys did beat the Titans. The Titans back-to-back weeks beat who, the the Chiefs and the Bills. Mm-hmm. So, ipso facto, you guys are better than nice. the Bills. Yeah. Something to think about. Uh, move I was – one final thing actually before, before about the Jets. I was going to dance on your grave a little bit on Sunday. Um. After Hunter Henry scored, and we had a whole discussion about that last week. I texted okay. you and I just said, "How did your how did your picks go on Saturday?" <laughs> Which, by the way, yeah. you were what five and two, six yeah. and two, five and three, five, five, five and three. I mean, I've been. I think I might just stick to college football because I've been I've been fucking lights out in college football, I, and you stick to that. I stick to the NFL again. I went five and or what did I do? Four and two last week. I think that's our, I think that's our recipe. I've been I've been crushing the NFL. The last three weeks, I'm the NFL. The NFL has been killing me, honestly. Sixteen, seven, and one in the last three weeks in the NFL. 
yeah, that's pretty, that's pretty incredible. I mean, uh, I'm, I'm still entering in and out, but like, I think I was, what was that? I was 12 and three. So I'm 17 and, um, five, 17 and five. <laughs> that's, that's pretty good. 12, five, but you couldn't add three and two. No, I, no, I was 12 and three and then five and three. So 17, 17 and six. Still. Still very good. Um, yeah. Um, before do, we get, do, start would getting, you like to, would you like to get anything off your chest about the Eagles? I always bitch and moan uh, about the Jets. Question for you. Um, as I need, I need non-bias, not potential bias Eagles hate, but just an unbiased casual observer NFL fan. I, I'm trying to figure out a way to phrase this question. Essentially, it's Jalen Hurts versus Gardner Minshew, but it's Gardner Minshew and you, you need a little something. So I think 1v1, at least as a, you know, as an Eagles fan, I think Jalen Hurts is much better. But as a non-Eagles fan, maybe somebody who doesn't necessarily like the Eagles, how much better do you think Hurts is than Minshew? Is it – is he leaps and bounds better? Or do you think like, maybe pretty similar? Because Minshew won in Jacksonville, which is impossible. Yeah. I think that has to I mean, they were pretty wins. They were gritty. But is he somebody that the Eagles should look at if Hurts doesn't work out is maybe giving him a shot, especially since the Eagles will probably have a bad pick this year. And there isn't a clear, like, there's not like a Trevor Lawrence like there was last year. You know what I mean? If they we think, put some respect on Kenny Pickett's name, but I, I do get what, what you're course, saying. Of course. Best player in college football. He, he is. He is. I made the mistake. I went against one of your picks last week. I bet against Pitt. I took Clemson plus three and a half because I was getting Clemson more than a field goal. Turns out it didn't fucking matter. Pitt's unbelievable this year. I'm, just, I'm gonna ride with him, but we'll get, get to them. But like you give Hertz this year, if you don't take a quarterback and you're not sold on Hertz, do you think about maybe giving Garter some PT at some point here? See, uh, see, kind of what you got. See, I think, I think the Eagles are in in a tough spot. Um, I think, like com- coming into the the draft with Jalen Hurts. Yeah. No one really thought he was a polished product. Everyone thought, okay, he's kind of a a guy that he has the physical tools, but he leaves a lot to be desired as a passer. Um, Like his biggest thing in college was, you know, he played for Oklahoma. The guys were wide open when the windows got tighter. He was not able to perform. And I think what's tough with him is when you just look at like, you know, like if you look at the box scores, you see Jalen Hurts and you look at his stats and you're like, oh, okay, like he's, he's doing pretty well. Like he, he puts up, he puts up numbers. Right. But if you actually are watching the games, like he just, uh, there's just something that's not there that to be a great quarterback you, right. you need and not to say that he can't 
get there. Um, but right now, there's just something not there. Having said that, I don't think Gardner Minshew is the answer. I, I, I I've, I've never been a believer in Gardner Minshew. Like he had the the one good year um, where he kind of came in, lit the world on fire. Like he was, he was fun. But you know, it's important to remember that he he was one in fifteen last year, um, and he was kind of similar. Like he would he would put up stats, but they would lose games. But I think Hertz's ceiling is higher, and you have to give him a full year. You have to see what you got. Um, Jalen, I mean, he was the second round pick. Um, Inshu, you didn't give up a ton to get him in. You know, he's a good backup. He's a good guy to have on the bench if Hertz goes down. But yeah, yeah he, at this point this year, you know, the Eagles aren't doing anything. They're not going to be making any noise. You need to see what you have in your young players and you need to see what you have. Like you need to make the determination is Jalen Hurts our guy of the future. So like I think you know that Gardner Minshew isn't, but you don't know if Jalen Hurts is or isn't. Jalen Hurts has what? Um seven games this year and I think he's played ten games in his career in the NFL, something like that. Uh, he's making this week is start number 11, 10, something like that. It's, he hasn't, he hasn't played, he's played maybe three quarters of a full season, if that. I know it's more than half, but. Yeah, so I mean, he has less than, less than a full season of actual NFL gameplay. Erner Minshew has a year and a half, so. Yeah, you kind of know what you have with him, and you look at the weapons in Jacksonville. Like he had, he had weapons in Jacksonville. Um, it wasn't like he was. He didn't make anyone better in Jacksonville, right. and that's kind of what you want your quarterback to do: is make the people around him better. And you need to determine if Jalen Hurts has that ability, or if you need to look at quarterbacks um i think the eagles are in a, a really interesting howie, spot because like howie and you have pick say as is predicted now two six and 13 knowing what this quarterback class is do you take a quarterback in one of those spots because an eagles fan i don't want them to so if we're going to take a guy, I want like, I don't know, a little bit of not closure, but like knowing like, okay, this is a, like, this is supposed to be a guy. There is somebody in this draft that's supposed to be like it, but maybe that'll make it special. Cause you never know. Like one of these guys is going to be successful. There's always one except for 2012, 13, when the best quarterback in that class is Geno Smith, but it's almost always one, you know, if I'm, I think if I'm the, Howie, the, I don't think I take one just because I think with that amount of draft capital, is it stupid to not take one? Probably. But I think you can really build up the team around Jalen. I mean, he's on a cheap contract, second round pick. You still have you the rest of this year, you have next year and the year after that, he's still under contract. I think you can, with this draft capital, build around and try to piece some things together similar to like 
Um, I, this is just an example. This is not a slight, but similar to like Mark Sanchez. I know he was a first round pick a little different, but still in that rookie deal, I guess maybe Russell Wilson might've been a better example here, but quarterback on a rookie deal, maybe a little unproven. They built the team around them and they were able to have a lot of success. I would say a good example, like a good recent example, would kind of be like the, Jared Goff. the Rams and Jared Goff. Yeah. He was like, the first overall pick, though, so I was trying to – Yeah. I guess Sanchez is, what, like six, eight, something like that. So I think Russell was, Wilson was six. is a better example. But. Russell Wilson's a good example. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you're – what you're describing is basically building a team good enough to win and – in spite of in spite of the quarterback, and then if the quarterback plays well, then they can make some noise. And I feel like in Seattle, they built a, a team around. They built a really good team that could win despite Russell being you know a rookie or second round year guy, second year guy or whatever. And it turns out that he's a stud, and they already had that team built around him, and that's what really took off. Mm-hmm. I th- I think that's the way to go. I think. I don't think you reach for a quarterback, especially in a draft where like coming into the season and, you know, I know, you know, every year there is kind of that one guy that, that shoots up draft boards, you know, it was Kyler Murray a few years ago, Zach Wilson last year. Um, and I don't know, is, is Matt Corral is he even able to come out? I feel like he would be yeah. a, a good one that people would, you know, kind of get behind. Um, and then same thing, you know, we mentioned him earlier, like Kenny Pickett, if he continues playing playing the way that he is, I think he'll be a relatively high draft pick. Uh, somebody that could sneak into, based on how he's been playing this year, sneak into the end of the first as a team that like maybe thinks he needs a little time, but should you have that fifth year option with the first round picks? You know, a team like, say, Green Bay wins the Super Bowl. You know, something like that. Although, will, will they be Aaron Rodgers be more fierce? They took another quarterback in the first round, but that's just you know that's just the example. I would I would say a better one would be like the Bucks. Well, they took Kyle Trask at the end or in the second round or third round last year, and I think the plan is Brady's going to play until Brady's want to play anymore. And as soon as that's done, Kyle Trask will learn from Brady for probably twelve years at that point. So, um. I, I could definitely see that happening. The one thing that I think is going to kind of knock Pittsburgh, Pickett, maybe if they start winning more games. Although Ben's yeah. done next year, so they probably want something. But Pickett's a, a fifth-year senior, and so well, you're probably not going to get that much better. Yeah, well, but he he has gotten better throughout his time in Pittsburgh. Like every year, he's gotten better than the previous year with obviously the culmination being right. being this year. But I think just like, like he'll be 20, he'd be like a 24 year old rookie, right. which is there high some team. for him or is Pitt like still is like, or is it because it's Pitt, he's not getting the national attention he deserves. I, I've been seeing him getting a lot more national attention. Like I've, you know, he's like got an like inter- interview with Kevin Nagandi on sports center. Like he's getting like actually like national interviews and stuff um is he the first person since larry to get larry fitzgerald 
to get Heisman notice from Pitt, or did I don't think Darrell Revis did, did he? And I don't think yeah. Rashawn McCoy did either. No. Aaron Donald, the, the, did he? No, none, none of those teams were good enough. You need to be on a good team. Like that's right. Pitt's actually good this year. Like if they were, you know, four and three, he wouldn't like and he was still playing the way that he has been, mm-hmm. they wouldn't be getting any he wouldn't be getting any love, but I'll since you they're what, you, six and you one. Top five, like if you take a college and the top five NFL players they've produced over the last, like since the year 2000, I'll bet you Pitt's easily got to be in the top 10, right? Oh, yeah. Larry, Darrell Revis, Aaron Donald, LaShawn McCoy, Nathan Peterman. I mean, come on. Nathan Peterman. I couldn't think of a fifth in time. I'm sure there's no lineman or something that's been an all pro or something that I just, I didn't realize was a pit. Yeah. Brian O'Neill from the, from the Vikings has, has had a solid NFL career. Um, Pit produces like good, good NFL talent. Um, Um, They don't really get drafted that high. I mean, obviously like Larry Fitz, that was a few years ago, like, Aaron Donald was their highest draft like pick. Aaron Donald's first round pick wasn't Revis. Yeah, but I, I mean, you have like the second, right? Alabama, like those guys oh. get drafted. Well, Alabama's first. one. Miami's probably up there. Clemson's up there. But I'm not saying Pitt's a small school because they're not. But I think Pitt has like because they're. I mean, they're they, one in the ACC, so you can't really call them like a small school, you know. Mm-hmm. But as a low key produces unbelievable NFL players, uh, it works. Um, before we make picks, um, I have one thing we got to talk about, which we didn't talk about ahead of time because um, I didn't realize that this is what was going on until while we were recording. The NFL trade deadline is on Tuesday. So um, we're going to do a little bit of prediction. And then next week, we'll do a little bit of reaction. Um, I have a list here um, of top projected, like top players that are projected to be traded um, at the trade deadline. And I'm just going to read them out. Um, and I have one, and we can discuss where we think they're going to go and, or if they'll go at all. So let me pull this up here. Um, I mean, the Eagles and Jets both probably going to be going to be sellers. Mm-hmm. I see a lot of talk of Miles Sanders possibly being moved. I don't think the Eagles do that. I see a lot of talk of Andre Dillard being moved. I could see that happening. Um, is there anybody in the Jets that you think is it like a CJ Mosley or somebody like that that you could see them kind of giving a? Um, I don't think CJ Mosley. I mean, there's been a lot of talk that Marcus May could be moved. Um, he's in the last year of his contract. Jameson Crowder could be moved. Another guy last year of his contract. Um, Joe Douglas, he's he traded or he's traded or traded for 15 players so far in his in his tenure as the Jets. So he's not afraid to make moves. I would say Crowder. He, I, I, I could I could definitely see Crowder being being on the move to. I don't even know who, but a team with some 
I mean, that's how Howie is too, the Eagles general manager. He always does something, whether it's by Newt or whether it's a big – I mean, I guess they've already traded Zach Ertz, so that kind of counts. But, you know, like he traded for Golden Tate. He traded for Jay Ajayi. You know what I mean? He, he, like he always seems to do something. Um, so as an Eagles fan, even though we stink, it's kind of exciting because we're going to pro- we're probably going to trade some players away, and that's going to hurt. But we're going to be doing something. And as a you know, as a fan, it's always exciting when your team does something good or bad. I mean, in the past what ten days, we've already made we've made two trades, trading Zach Ertz away and trading Joe Flacco away. So, but here I got some names for you. I'm skipping the top two are Deshaun Watson and Tua. Um, we'll talk about if the, apparently there's been a. a Deal, I think there's a deal on, in place, but they're pending they're litigation, waiting. and the Dolphins want to know what the punishment's going to be and whatever. But apparently, if there were to be a trade, Deshaun Watson could technically play like immediately because he's not suspended by the league yet because they're letting the criminal investigation take its run and the civil lawsuits take their run first. And then the NFL is going to make a decision based on that. So technically, they could trade the Texans could trade Deshaun Watson today and he could start for Miami on Sunday. I mean, it's not going to happen. They won't do that, but he's not suspended in a way that he couldn't play. Um, so, but we're going to skip them because there's a chance that that's the trade there. And if, and when it happens, we'll talk about it. Um, but a couple here, a couple of notable names, um, Allen Robinson for the bears is a name because apparently Allen Robinson went out of Chicago, or at least he did. But then they drafted Justin Fields, and maybe he likes him. But I mean, he's he's stunk this year. How much of it is that offense and a rookie quarterback? Well, well, they haven't they haven't thrown for over two hundred yards all season. What? They haven't thrown for over two hundred yards all season. They haven't thrown as a team. Haven't thrown for two hundred in a game yet this year. Correct. Well, no wonder he's stunk. I mean, you trade him and, you know, trade him to somewhere like, and this is, this is a prediction. This is a prediction officially, my first one. Allen Robinson to the Chargers. Chargers to stockpiling. Just stock. Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, Allen Robinson. Jared Cook. They're trying to win the division. How do you beat the Chiefs? You got to outscore. I think... I think that's a possibility. Um, Allen Robinson, the Chargers, it's just, is it going to happen? Probably not. Is he going to get traded? Probably not. But that would be – Give our, let's do this. Give a prediction where realistically you think they would go and give okay. another prediction of where you'd like to see them go because that would be more fun. Realistically, I think they would go to – New Orleans. Okay. Fun, Chargers for me is the fun pick. I don't think that's going to happen, but that would be fun. Fun pick for me would be um, Dallas. <laughs> Dallas just as that, many wide receivers Dallas, as possible. They're not, they're not going to. Fun is Chargers. Realistic for me is let me rack, let me rack the brain of teams here. Realistic is Las Vegas. I was thinking Las Vegas too. Although I don't – yeah, Las Vegas. I was going to say I don't think they trade them in division, but I was still thinking Chargers. 
I think Vegas, they're a good team. I mean, they need receivers. They have Henry Ruggs, who's fast. And they have Brian Edwards, who's a rookie. But, like, they don't – like, they need – yeah. And I feel like giving a good receiver, but like, even with Derek Carr's been playing unbelievable this year. And I guess Gruden was the one not sold on him. Maybe uh, football Richie, Rich Bisaccia is. But just I think they need – you know, if they want to make a push, Mark Davis feels like a guy that's, you know, you know he's the owner, not the GM, willing to – Go loose in there. Maybe Mike Mayock, who was hired as the GM, but apparently Gruden was still making all those moves. Maybe like, you know what? No, I can do this. Here, look at me making a move. So I'm going to Allen. So basically, Allen Robinson's going to the AFC West, is what my thoughts are. Um, I get. I, I I like the Raiders. I do. I think that was that was going to be my other. Either choice. All right, let's uh, let's mark this down so we can tweet out um, or do some sort of post on predictions. I guess we put that out on probably Tuesday morning, maybe mm-hmm. of a handful of guys on our predictions. And then yeah, you know, we'll see, we'll see. But Allen Robinson to the Raiders. The next one is uh, Andre Dillard, who is the Eagles' um, current backup left tackle. But he's been getting a lot of playing time because Lane Johnson was hurt and the Eagles left tackle Jordan Mailata bouncing over to the right side. And it's all thing. Mailata was the first round pick for the Eagles. This is his third season. Yeah, three years ago. This year he's been, when he's played, he's been solid, borderline good. I don't want to say great because it's a small sample size, but he started three games and he hasn't given up a sack. So. I don't want to say he's been great because he hasn't been. He hasn't been in his career thus far, but so far this year, he's been really solid. Um, if we do trade him, I got a feeling the Eagles don't trade him just because he was a first round pick and we're giving up on him in year three when he has been playing better this year. But realistic, Cincinnati, um, fun. I will go Green Bay. Eh, Green Bay might be realistic too. I was uh, Cincinnati and Green Bay blur the line how you wish. Bakhtiari is coming off an ACL. Who knows when he's he's supposed to be back soon? But is he? You know, he's older. ACLs are tricky. You know, I can see Green Bay making a move considering the projections of fourth round pick. Um, to get Rodgers a little more protect, protection in case he needs it. And also Cincinnati, Joe Burrow just gets slaughtered back there all the time. He is, just he gets is, smoked. He is just constantly give him, pressured. Give Joe Burrow help at the O-line position, please. He's very good <laughs> and very fun to watch, but he's just getting killed back there. All right, my – let's see. I guess O-line, it's kind of tough to do fun. The O-line, phenomenal position, great position. But when we're talking fun, you tend to think of like, you know, running backs, receivers, tight ends, quarterbacks. Not the trenches necessarily. I would say realistic Ravens. I like that. I like that. Stanley, Stanley down for the year. And yeah, they, they got rid of Orlando Brown in the offseason. Okay. Got Kansas. rid of Orlando Brown. So they could definitely use the help. Oh, and then I would say fun. 
Um, <laughs> trying to just think of. I want to do every time like I did with the Cowboys, where it's just like. I'll say, I'll, I'll say Cowboys fun. every time. No, no, I, I'll say I'll say fun the Buccaneers because the Bucks already have an incredible offensive line, and they just add like him as like a, a six yeah. offensive lineman, like yeah. certain packages, just to. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I agree. The next two are a couple of running backs. Uh, Melvin Gordon from the Broncos. Uh, Javante Williams, their rookie, has been very good this year. And Melvin Gordon's been solid, but I could see him going to a team that you know, maybe has a guy or maybe still kind of trying to figure that out. And they you know, want to give a solid vet who's still got some, you know, some tread on the tires to really kind of make a move. Um, my there's a couple t- I mean a solid running back is never going to hurt anybody you know um, one of my first thoughts and this would be a team that's like you know we're trying to win this year we're trying to go all in um, I don't know if this is fun or whatever but I could see somebody like Carolina make it a move for Melvin Gordon with how McCaffrey's been banged up. Truba Hubbard's been fine, but yeah, you know, another good receiving guy out of the backfield for Darnold. Um, I could just see something like that happened where it would happen. Like it would happen. You'd look at it and be like, all right, like, okay, I guess I could kind of see it, you know, something like that. I also was thinking Arizona just because Chase Edmonds is good. James Conner is good, but I, don't know. I feel like Melvin Gordon's going to go to one of those teams that, like, he's not going to be the guy because I don't think he has that. I mean, he's still, like I said, trying to retire, but you're not going to give Melvin Gordon 20, 20 carries or 20 touches a game anymore. So teams yeah. like that, where he would join a rotation of a solid team. I think Carolina is solid, even though the record doesn't show it. McCaffrey gets back. I think they are a solid team. I'll say... Also, you know, it's a running back, so... Maybe Baltimore. Does Melvin Gordon still have dreadlocks? Yep. Okay. I will say Minnesota because he, he fits the mold of uh, a dreadlock. Madison, yep. Fits the mold of a dreadlock running back. Of course. And then that'll be my – my. Yeah. And then um, – Tough. There's a lot of teams that I wanted to say, but I'll, I'll go the Ravens again. I feel, I feel like the Ravens they could always use another running back. Like I was you just know. thinking Seattle, but I'm not sure Seattle's gonna be a buyer. You know? Hope hopefully, hopefully not. Um, we need that draft pick to to be a top ten pick. Oh, you have their first, that's right. Mm-hmm. So there's a chance, especially with the Giants having the Bears' first-round pick, the Jets having Seattle, and the Eagles having the Colts and the Dolphins. There's, a ch- I mean, it's a slim chance, obviously, but there is a chance that the top ten picks are made by like four different teams. Yes, it's slim, obviously, but not as impossible as you'd think. There's Russell Wilson out. Indianapolis has not been great. The Dolphins think. The Eagles have been bad. The Jets have also been bad. The Dolphins are so bad. So bad. 
And he was at their pick. So Corey was making fun of that selection when it happened when the Eagles traded back from six to t- six to twelve. You gotta think if you're the 12. if you're the Dolphins, like Oh my at, least God, have, at least they got Sam Fran's first round pick because they almost like. I guess they got a couple. I guess they got a couple different things from Sam Fran, so that helps. But like, it's tough. It's tough luck. I guess it, it won't matter like that much if they just like end up trading like everything for Deshaun Watson and the commissioner just forgets to suspend him. Yep. For whatever, like, <laughs> I feel like that's kind of what they're hoping for at this point is just like, just like the commissioner just be like, oh yeah, forgot about that guy. <laughs> forgot about that serial sexual predator. A <laughs> um, couple more here. Uh, Marcus May um, and Jameson Crowder, a couple of Jets. Do you think I'll say I don't know. I think I don't think Marcus May will be moved because the Jets are relatively thin at safety, mm-hmm. and like Marcus May is a they're probably the third best player on defense, right. a fourth best depending on you ask. Um, but he also is playing on the franchise tag, and he wants a long term deal, and the Jets aren't going to give him the deal that he wants. Like no matter how he plays the Jets just don't value safety so so I could definitely see him being moved like a lot of people say like um Kansas City or Tampa Bay like a team like like that that needs secondary help I mean to be fair every team could use secondary it's like one of those positions where like every team could use a good alignment Every team could use a good safety. You know, every team could use a good defensive lineman. You know, it's one of those positions where, like, having too many of them, I guess having too many of a good position doesn't hurt any. But, like, you know, if you have three really good running backs, at that point, you almost have no really good running backs. They can't get in a rhythm. Same thing with receivers. If you have a lot of good receivers, then, yeah, they're they're still going to be solid, but, like, they can't produce as if they were like, you know, if you just had one or two where they could kind of get in a rhythm, get in a zone, i.e. Devontae Adams in Green Bay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah, I think especially with like safety, it's like it's a luxury position where, you know, every team could could use it, but like a great safety isn't going to make or break a championship roster. Right. Um, one more here, which I think is interesting, kind of out of the box a little bit, um, which means that I think there's a 0% chance this person gets traded. Um, but Odell Beckham is a guy who on the Browns feels like he doesn't quite fit in, hasn't quite been like the offense is better when he has been on the field. Granted, he's been hurt a lot, but one of those things where he does get hurt a lot and the offense has been better and he's been off the field. So, and Odell still is a name that, you know, maybe production doesn't, but the name carries value when trading. 
Yeah, I mean his his yeah. best. I mean, his name carries value. I mean, Odell. He's twenty nine at this point, which is crazy to think about. Been yeah. in the league for eight years. This is eighth year in the league. That's Another hilarious. crazy thing to think about. And he hasn't made a Pro Bowl since two thousand sixteen. We were sophomores in college when he was a rookie. That's crazy. I turned 27 on Monday. We were sophomores at college when he was a rookie. He um, has, like his time in Cleveland, his best year, his first year there, he had you know, just over 1,000 yards. Last year, played seven games, had 300 yards every year in Cleveland is – Yards per game have gone down. Um, I don't know. I don't think he's and Andy carries a big contract. He got that huge contract from uh, the Giants. So I don't know. I I don't think he is very good. I mean, it's like he's one of those guys that you remember the highlight plays from when he was in New York and you keep expecting him to make those plays, but he's just not that guy anymore. Yep. Before, before we move on to picks on this same note, um, whose career has been more defined by one play Odell Beckham or Des Bryant? Obviously Odell for good Des for controversial, but um, I think I mean, Odell I, just because I would definitely say Odell, catch, but yeah. It's it's close. It's not as far off as you'd think. I mean, Des Bryant, did, he didn't catch it. But when you think Des Bryant, that's what you think of. You know? Yeah, I, I guess. I don't know. I mean, I, I think of more, like, you know, his, his contract disputes and, like, he was, like, out of the league, came back into the league. Like, I think of more of that. Like, I think – I don't know. I, I guess I personally don't really think of Des Bryant's career just as being defined by, by the catch or lack thereof. Um, but I, but I do know a lot of people do. I think that's just kind of my personal thing. But yeah. when I think of Odell, I think of the catch. The, the catch. Yeah, I think of the one-handed catch. Uh, all right. Fair enough. Fair, you know. All right, let's get to some picks. Um, like I said, your boy's been hot. Um, you know, we can kind of we can move through these with you know relative ease. Um, you know, we don't have to spend all kinds of time on it. Uh, but there's some there's there are some good ones. There are some good ones. Um, I do like the board this week. There's a couple games that I feel like I'm missing something or they are gigantic traps that I'm just not picking up on, you know? So I'm going to take what they're giving me. And then if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But there's there's some lines that are interesting out here. Um, first one is give me – and. Correct me if there's stuff that I'm missing, 
Titans plus two and a half at the Colts. Is Derrick Henry not playing? Why are the Titans getting two and a half against Indianapolis? Um, I don't know. Is are both the receivers down? That's. I, mean, I, I guess I, I guess the Colts have been playing good recently, and yeah, but the Titans I, just beat the Bills and the Chiefs in back-to-back weeks. Unless they're thinking this has to do for a letdown, like something has to happen here. But I mean, I I don't get it. I don't I don't understand. But I'm gonna take it. I mean, Julio's questionable, but he played last week. A.J. Brown also played last week. You know, like what? I, I don't know. Maybe there's information that I'm missing, which is possible. This is A.J. Brown's healthy. He doesn't even have a questionable next to his name on the ESPN Fantasy app. So I'm going to take Titans plus two and a half. And if it is a trap and the Colts win by three, then, well, as an Eagles fan, I hope Carson Wentz plays every single snap. Because at this point, that's what I'm rooting for. I just need Wentz just to keep playing. Whatever the Colts record ends up, I'll accept as an Eagles fan. Because if Wentz plays every single game, then we have their first round pick. But give me Titans plus two and a half. I don't. Again, we we as everybody you know, as everybody listens to the show knows we record this on Thursday. Game's not till Sunday, so there is a chance that there's stuff that happens and whatever. But. At the time, with the current knowledge of everybody being in for the Titans, give me Titans plus two and a half. It's not my best bet because I definitely could see how that's a trap. So I'm not going to make a trap my best bet, but Titans plus two and a half. I I, I like that pick a lot. Um, I think that's that's an odd line, just looking at it. yeah, I mean, Colts are home, but that shouldn't matter. The Titans have beaten two great teams back-to-back. I mean, besides their letdown against the Jets, they've been very good all year, and Derrick Henry has been an absolute animal. Yeah, their only loss, other than the Jets, their only loss has been to Arizona, who at the time of recording is down 17-14 in the third quarter. But at the time of recording, they're still undefeated. Yeah, I like that. I don't know. All right, my first bet is going to be under 51 and a half in Georgia at Florida. Are you actually just going to start making college picks here? I'm gonna, I'll throw in a few NFL picks. But... <laughs> you want to do college? I'm, I'm all right with it because I got a handful of NFL picks and we can really, hey, well, we're hot, we're hot. And then once we cool off, then we'll come back and start, you know, making picks together. All right, let's do it. I have a ton of college picks. Let's, let's double down on what we're good at and reduce what, you know, what we're not so hot at right now. Right now, I'm hot in NFL. You're hot in college. We'll just keep it rolling that way. We'll just, you know, ride it, ride it till we're not. All right, let's do it. I like that. All right. I do need an NFL best bet, so I need one. All right, I will. And so take your time, but I need one. 
And again, this is going to be a week where I either go like six and zero or zero and six, because there's a lot of lines that I feel like are traps and are too good to be true, and I'm going to take all of them. So it's I'm either going to be I'm either going to dominate all of them or I'm going to lose all of them. So if you're betting along with us, keep that in mind. Keep that in mind. That's all I'm saying. Sorry, what was your first college pick? Can you say it again? It Georgia? It was the under in the Georgia-Florida game. Um, Georgia's defense has been lights out. Uh, I think this is probably the highest total of any of their games. Mm-hmm. But until a team shows that they're able to put up points on Georgia, I'm just going to keep taking their unders. Right. Makes sense. It makes sense. Uh, my next one is an over and strictly – I understand it's two good defenses, two suspect offenses. I just think it's too low of a number that I can't not take the over. And it's over 39.5 for 49ers Bears. Again. It's a very low number. This is assuming everybody's healthy. Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, Jimmy G is the starter, Justin Fields, Allen Robinson, like assuming that, you know, those guys are like, it's just, it, obviously, if you're listening to this and you're listening on a Sunday, you know, deciding if, you know, what picks you're going to go with. If you see that, you know, everybody's out in this game, well, then maybe stay away from it, you know? But assuming that everyone's healthy, which is what I'm doing right now, which may be not the best move. So assuming health over 39 and a half, it's just too, anytime I see a total, that starts with a three, give me the over. You know? Yeah, it's, it's the old um, – it's, it's tough to, to bet under 40 points in an NFL game unless there's, like, extenuating circumstances. I'm playing sound offense right now. I'm just giving what the defense gives me. Taking what, <laughs> what the defense gives me. You know what I meant. I know what you mean. Yeah, I like I like that. I'm just given what the defense takes. Given what the defense takes, that's, exactly that's the same. We're making the picks. Exactly the, the same. I wish next. Okay. Got- oh. Okay. All right. Um, I was looking something up and I got very concerned. My next pick is Virginia, plus two and a half at BYU. Um, Virginia, they lost two straight games to UNC and Wake Forest. Since then, they have won four straight, and they're playing well. BYU, I'm not a big believer believer in. Mm-hmm. I think they... It might be because the one game that I bet on them against Boise, they laid a goose egg, right. and now they're dead to me. But um, I'm trying to get to their page. Yeah, I mean, they lost back-to-back Boise and Baylor. Only beat Washington State by two. Um, they haven't really had a good win since week three against Arizona State. So... I think Virginia can come in and probably win outright, but I'm going to take the two and a half points. 
I'm scrolling through the board here. I think I have a pick for every single game. Are you giving them all? Something that I at least would consider taking in every single game, and that's, I mean, not super great because that means that my record is probably going to go in the tubes because if I'm seeing something that I really enjoy, then probably means that everybody agrees, and that means that it's not going to hit. Yeah, that usually means that it's – Likely a sucker. Sucker's bad. I I guess I'll start at the top, and then we'll go back and forth. But uh, Bills minus 13 and a half. They're playing the Dolphins at home. Bills are coming off a bye. Dolphins lost to Atlanta uh, last week on a game-winning field goal. The week before, they were in London, and they lost to Jacksonville. I can just see the rested Bills, coming, especially coming off a loss on Monday Night Football before their bye, coming out with some aggression and just dog-walking the Dolphins. If I remember, didn't they shut the Dolphins out the last time they played? They beat them like 34-0 or something like that? Yeah, I think so. It's a big spread. I don't like taking big spreads, but Bill's off a bye versus the, the just horribly bad Dolphins. Give me two touchdowns. Give me, give, I'll take the two touchdowns. This feels, this feels like a, thir- a 35-13 if I've ever seen one. Yeah, it's uh, the Dolphins stink. Dolphins are very bad. They are not a good football team. Nope. All right, my next pick. Give me, um, give me Kentucky minus one um, at Mississippi State. Kentucky, Kentucky minus, what? minus one. Oh, so money line. Oh, I, I took. I I took the point. The point. I like to, to get that point minus just in case. Versus minus one twenty or whatever that is. Yeah, yeah. Minus one ten versus like minus one or five or you know plus whatever. You if you if you take the pick, yeah, you use your best judgment. Whatever you whatever you want to do, we get it. But coming off the the loss to Georgia, um, which I think was two weeks ago. Yeah, I'm mistaken. So, coming off of a bye, um, Mark Stoops has done wonders for this Kentucky program. I think they're a good team. I mean, they beat Florida earlier in the year. They beat down LSU. I don't know. I, I, I I'm a little bit surprised by the by the minus one. I don't think Mississippi State's that good. I think, you know. Mike Leach is still trying to build his ideal program, but right. um, you know their biggest win is obviously this year against Texas A&M. But Texas A&M was playing like dog shit at that point. Other than that, they've lost to LSU, they lost to Memphis, crushed by Alabama, and then they beat Bandy. Yeah, I think Kentucky comes in. If you watch the end of the Georgia-Kentucky game, Mark Stoops likely not happy with the outcome considering he called a timeout with like three seconds left down by 30 so that he could try to try to put another one in the end zone. Yep. So I'm taking Kentucky minus one. Um, I dig it. Kentucky's been good. My next one, 
Um, kind of glad Corey's not here because he would hate this pick. I'm taking the Lions plus three and a half against the Eagles. I, it's in Detroit. I don't think the Eagles have any business being favored by more than a field goal against anybody. And I'm really, and not as a fan, this is a, as a betting show host, I'm really thinking about sprinkling Detroit money line at plus 162. It pains me to say, but I can see this being Detroit's first win of the year, especially with how they played last week against the Rams and how, like, together and in sync and all the craziness that happened. Feels like it's maybe a time they're coming around, figuring it out, and they're getting three and a half at home against the Eagles who stink. Yeah, but you, you got to think the Eagles are going to come in fertilized and watered. They're not plants. You didn't you didn't see that Sirianni quote? I don't really listen to I don't really listen when he does press conferences. Uh, uh, he's he was like his he was talking being embarrassed to be an Eagles fan. So yeah, he's he's basically talking about like you gotta be you gotta be like a plant. Like the week of preparation is like a plant. You gotta water it and fertilize it, and it's like a ridiculous analogy. Yeah, yeah, Sirianni. Uh, unfortunately, I won't be surprised if this is his only year. Because um, I think that you'll see what he is, and there could be better coaching prospects coming out next year, i.e. Eric Bieniemy, i.e. Brian Dayball, i.e. Lincoln Riley. And if those guys become available and show interest in wanting to work, you know, with the Eagles, I could see them possibly letting Sirianni go, which is unfortunate because he's finally achieved the dream, being NFL head coach, and then uh, the team stinks, so the record stinks, even though it's not necessarily his fault. But, sorry, Rich Gannon, D.C., does have to go. He stinks. I know we have bad players on, on defense, but – Russia four every play, and we're not getting home with four most of the time. And he refuses to send any sort of pressure. None. Will not blitz. And I'm saying I want to blitz all the time, but every now and then, mix one in there. You know, it's not that complicated. Just send one more guy once, please. Just once. That, that is the way that a blitz works. It's a, it's a good description of a blitz. Um. I, uh, my, my last pick I'll, I'll give out is uh, Pittsburgh minus nine at home against Miami. Um, every every week I you know go in thinking that Pitt's like due for a letdown, but I, I just think that they're they're a legitimately good team. Um, besides that, like if they hadn't lost to Western Michigan. They'd be on a on the fast track for a potential spot in the college football playoffs. But the way that it sits, they control their own destiny in the ACC. Um, they should be favored in every single game, rest of the way. Um, they're home against Miami, at Duke, 
home against USC, UNC, home against Virginia at Syracuse. That's not really a murderous row of teams. They have two games up on the Coastal, but I think in Pitt's ideal world is, you know, they're shooting for a New Year's Six Bowl. And the way that they get into that is by continuing to win and win convincingly. Yeah, that's what it's going to take. So minus nine, I mean, going into the season, like if you would have said that Pitt's going to be minus nine favorites against uh, Miami, you would have thought that someone was lying. But, you know, Miami's quarterback's done for and Pitt's playing out of their mind. So give me Pitt minus nine. Fair enough. Um <clears throat> I'm going to keep picking. I might, I think I am going to give a pick for every game. So we're really going to test it out here. Um, Rams Texans is the next one. Rams are minus 14 and a half in Houston. Um, I do like that, but I'm not going to touch it. I'm going to go the under 48. And this is strictly um, a bet against Houston's offense and a bet with the Rams defense. I could see this being a, 35-3, a 38-7. You know, I think it's going to be a blowout. I could, I, you know, I think the Rams will cover the 14 and a half, but I like the under 48. The only thing I'm worried about is that the Rams score more than 48 by themselves. I would, um, see. I think a good bet for that one is um, the Texans, under team total. Which is what? I don't know. I trying to pull it up now. Let's see. I guess it would be it's gonna be like eleven. Uh, uh, oh. sixteen and a half. Yeah, that's that's the move. Under sixteen and a half minus one twenty. Uh, I have it under fifteen and a half. Minus 106. The Rams over under is 31 and a half. Yeah, that's. Which I guess if you do add those together, it doesn't make 48. So that that math does check out there. Um, yeah, but I'm sticking I'm sticking the under 48 there. Um, I just think too much of a good defense versus too much of a bad offense. Um, That's my pick there. Next game I'm taking, I'm just going to start kind of murdering through these. Um, I I like Bengals minus 10 and a half, but I'm worried about the trap game. Um, They played Baltimore last week. They play the Jets in New Jersey, so at the Jets this week. Um, The next week, they host the Browns, so another big game. So I'm worried that this could be a little bit of a uh, a trap scenario um, where – not a trap at the line, but a trap in the the Bengals looking ahead. 
I'm going to take the Bengals minus 10 and a half just because the it's not a shot. It's the Jets are too banged up. The Bengals are playing really good right now. Mike White, it looks like it's going to be the starter. Um, and I don't think he's all that good. Um, so this is not a shot. I know, you know, we joke. I take shots at the Jets, but this is not a shot at the Jets. Um, this is just the Bengals are hot right now. The Jets are not. So I'm just going to keep riding the hot hand. Yeah, I mean, the Jets Jets are in a bad spot right Chase now. Chase Edmonds is down. Send Melvin Gordon down there. Send him. Yeah, Mike White starting as, as quarterback. Um, the, one, the one thing that the, – the only way that the Jets are going to have a chance of covering or winning is to pound the rock, control the clock, and – Pressure Joe Burrow. I think they have the, yeah, they have the ability to pressure Joe Burrow. Their front, um, Quinn Williams, John Franklin Myers, Sheldon Rankins, um, all can pressure the quarterback and get good pressure. And they need to get back to what they were doing against the Titans. I mean, recently teams have been just kind of mitigating the pass rush with quick throws yeah. in the middle, but the Jets should be getting back their two linebackers, Gerard Davis, CJ Mosley. So I don't know. I think their goal should be to cover the 10 and a half point spread there. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't think they have too much of a shot to win, but their goal is to, to cover a double digit right. home, home dog. The, uh, next pick I have, it's Brown Steelers. Um, I'm just checking to see if Baker Mayfield is supposed to play. He is questionable. This is assuming um, Baker doesn't play. And it's Steelers plus three and a half off the bye. I think the Big Ben's arm struggling. Coming off the bye, might give him a little more juice this week. And assuming Baker doesn't play and Kareem Hunt's out, I could see with the Steelers' defense and ability to, you know, run the ball and kind of keep the clock moving, I could see how they keep it close, especially if Case Keenum is the starter for uh, Cleveland. So that's – if Case Keenum starts, Steelers plus three and a half. If Baker Mayfield starts um, – I like the over 42 and a half because I do think Big Ben's arms have a little life coming off the bye. You know, maybe didn't throw it all. And then even though Cream hunts out, I like that Browns offense, um, you know, to give it a little juice. So that's the play there. I'm going to write down Steelers plus three and a half, though. That's going to be the one that um, I'll grade myself on. <clears throat> uh, So I already gave the under and Niner Bears. I'm going to take Jacksonville plus three and a half in Seattle. Um, You may not like that pick, but I think Geno Smith fucking stinks. And I'm getting, I'm getting more than a field goal. Um, Jack's coming off a bye. Maybe a little renewed energy, a little renewed confidence in each other. Um, it is a cross-country trip, so I'm a little nervous about that. Um, but 
I'm going to go with Jags plus three and a half. The next game, um, I'm going to take the Chargers minus four, coming off the bye at home against New England. Uh, I know we touched on um, New England earlier, smoking the Jets, just beating the dog shit out of them. Um, but Chargers come off a bye, and they're at home. Um, and Chargers, they're just better. They are. They're just a better team. Um, Justin Herbert's better than Mac Jones. Their skill positions are better. Their defense, just they're just better. Um, so I'll take the four at home. Um, next game um, is Denver and Washington. This is the one that I don't really feel strong anywhere. So maybe, yeah, see, but I said I was going to take every game, so maybe I got to take this one. Um, I'm going to take the under. I think a couple of solid defenses. Washington hasn't been great, but they should be. So maybe this, hopefully this is the week they figure it out. I'm going to take under 44 and a half. Uh, both of these offenses are bad. Just bad. So hopefully, um, you know, there's good defense, bad offensive football. Um, and, you know, it's the 17-14 situation, you know, that feels feels pretty goddamn realistic. That's all I'm saying. Um, the next thing I'm going to skip because that is my best bet, uh, but I'm going to take Dallas plus two and a half. It's Minnesota. I'm taking this assuming Dax plays. So I'm locking in plus two and a half, assuming that Dak goes. Because if Dak goes, and the Cowboys should be favoring it just about everybody. Again, it pains me to say. It's in Minnesota. It's in a dome, so you don't have to worry about weather or nothing. I don't think Minnesota's that good. Um, you know, and I'm, Dallas, is just, they're better. It pains me to say, but they're better, you know. Um, so give me Dallas. You know, I'm getting, I'm getting points. It's, it's again, like I said earlier, it's Dallas was two and a half. Uh, like I said earlier, it just, there's so many that feel like I'm just missing something, you know, Titans, um, Dallas, like there's just the, my best bets. Another one of those, um, which I'll get to, but there's a lot of games that are just, it just feels too easy. So that's why I said it could be bad. It could be good, but it's going to be one of the two. The chances of me going 500 this week are slim because I feel so strong about most of these. Um, that was the Monday nighter. The, or that was the Sunday nighter, excuse me. The Monday nighter is Giants at Kansas City. Kansas City's minus 10, um, which Kansas City is what, three and four. I think, yeah, they're three and four. So should they be a 10-point favorite versus anybody? You be the judge of that. And the Giants are coming off a win against Carolina, who without McCaffrey have been bad. Um, but this is, see, this is a tough one. The overrunner is 52 and a half. I'm not touching that with anything. I'm not betting my money on that. I'm not betting your money on that. Not a chance in hell I take that total. It's very high. But as we all know, no sane person is going to take an under in a Kansas City game. You know? Shit just ain't going to happen. 
So I'm not touching. I am, and this is this is bold. I understand. This is bold. They do not deserve to be favored by this much. But I'm taking. I know they're they're Kansas City getting the extra day. I know both teams are getting the extra day because they played on Sunday. Now it's on Monday. But I trust Andy Reid to get the guys together more than I trust Joe Judge with that extra day. You know. So I'm gonna take Kansas City minus ten. It may be one of those where it's close-ish, and then Kansas City pulls away at the end. You know, maybe the Giants keep it close in the first half. And I could see it being one of those where Kansas City wins 35-24, which would be an over because the Kansas City's defense is the worst possibly of all time, according to statistics thus far in the year. Um, but I'm going to Kansas City minus 10. I think it's one of those where they want you to bet the Giants plus 10, and then all of a sudden Kansas City scores a touchdown to go up by 12 with like 48 seconds left, and then they cover. So that's what I'm hoping for. So I'm going with um, – so um, – Brian, anything else? No? All right. Let's do best bets. It's going to be a small um, – it's going to be a small um, break even by the end of the season parlay. It's going to be a small one. Just two games. Um so maybe the, hopefully this is the one we hit, you know, we have been struggling um, for you that have been betting along with us. Um, my best bet is Tampa Bay minus four and a half in New Orleans. I know it's a divisional game. New Orleans is coming off a bye. Or no, they're not. They just played against Seattle. Yeah, they played against Seattle on Monday night. What am I talking about? And that game stunk. That was a terrible game. It was horribly boring. Jameis Winston feels like not the answer in New Orleans. Michael Thomas still not playing. And for those of you like me who drafted him in your fantasy league, we really look like a bunch of buffoons now, don't we? So give me Tampa minus four and a half. I'm never going to get – I'm not a Brady guy. I said it for a long time. Peyton Manning guy, not a Brady guy. But – I don't think the Saints are good. I think the Bucks are very good. Um, so my best bet is Bucks minus four and a half. Brian, go ahead, take it away. Okay, for my best bet for the break-even by the end of the season parlay, I am taking the Falcons minus three at home against the Panthers. Um, I forget the exact stat that I saw, saw earlier on Twitter, but basically the Falcons have dominated the Panthers against the spread of yeah. late. Um, Sam Darnold turned back into a pumpkin. So yeah, that's, unfor- that's unfortunate for, that's unfortunate for the Panthers. And um, the Falcons, I mean, I know they almost, they do their best to try to blow it every single week, yep. but they haven't been terrible. I mean, besides the, the late touchdown against the football team where they blew that game, they yep. would be on a four game winning streak. Like they're three and three. Yeah. And obviously the week one loss to the Eagles looks bad, 
But you know, well, other than that, you were a hot team. Once. Yeah, but but other than that, I mean, they lost to Tampa Bay, which is like understandable, and then yeah. they lost, and then they blew fourth quarter lead to the to the football team, which is what they do. So I'm taking the I'm taking the Falcons minus three. Um, the Panthers are very bad. Panthers are bad. Um, on the flip side, Panthers plus three and a half is one of my picks just because anytime I think teams are rel- – at the time they're playing, I think they're relatively even, which I think without McCaffrey and how the Falcons have been playing, I think they're relatively even teams. I think maybe the Panthers are slightly better, and I'm getting them plus more than a field goal. I'm going to take them, but I don't – I said I was going to take every game. I don't feel confident in that pick, but, you know, it's one of those things. Um, all right, so that being said, I, t- I took every single game. Does Corey have a, a best bet, or are we just I doing a, a two-leg? From him, so that are we just doing a two-leg parlay? It's a two-leg. I did say it's going to be a small one. It's going to be a two-leg. Why well, why don't we say, because we both agree on the the Cowboys, Plus two and a half. Cowboys again, again, again. Let's emphasize this is assuming Dak plays. So the time is so when we're recording this on Thursday night, currently the Cowboys plus two and a half. So we're putting this in as Cowboys plus two and a half, assuming Dak plays. We're trying to kind of hedge a little bit. So if he doesn't, that's going to blow up to you know Cowboys plus probably six and a half. But if he does play, that's going to drop down to what Cowboys minus one. Yeah, probably. So we're going to so, head, right. assume that he plays and take the Cowboys plus two and a half. So we're going to turn this into a three-leg. Tampa minus four and a half. Cowboys plus two and a half. Falcons minus three and a half. I have, Falcons, I have Falcons minus three, Tampa minus five, and Cowboys uh, two and a half. Okay, all right. So we'll give the half a point. I'd rather give the half a point to – um, Tampa to make them the minus five and give the half the point to the Falcons at minus three and a half. Yeah, I like Falcons minus three better. I do too. Yeah, well, so if we gotta we'll give, we gotta shave a half a point somewhere. Give, I'd rather give it to Tampa. Yeah, so we'll stick with that. We'll put that in odds plus five eighty six. This is the one that I feel the best about so far this season. <laughs> I agree. I feel good. I agree. You said plus what? Uh, plus five eighty six. Plus five eighty six. Not our lowest odds of the year. Um, week two was plus five twenty four. Week six was plus five fifty three. So <laughs> we didn't hit on either of those. But the confidence was not as high as it was now. I feel good. I mean, Jets yeah, aren't in it, in which on, is you're still listening to this, and you're putting this bet in on Sunday, and Dak is out. I would maybe think about possibly not putting that in. Yeah. 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 Even it, it, who's, who's the Cowboys backup? Do they suit up Kellen Moore and have him be offensive coordinator quarterback? I don't know, but I. If Dak's not playing, don't take the Cowboys. That's what I'm saying. Oh, let's go. Over in Sunday night just hit. Did you take it? 
Does a bear shit in the woods? Does the heart of rock and roll still beat? Also, I just said Sunday night. Yikes. We know what you meant. We're talking. You, everybody listening know you meant Thursday night. Thursday night. Um, all right. I think good episode. I mean, your college, I feel good about it. Your college bets are going to continue to hit, as we all know. That's really where you hit your stride. We're really doubling down, you know, a real double or nothing on my NFL picks. You know? I like this. Like you said, you, you ride the hot hands. Like, you're hot in NFL. I'm hot in college. We'll just give the people give the people what they need. Yeah. To quote Gary V, we're not we're not gonna care about what we're not good at. We're gonna triple down on what we're good at. And that's what to, we're doing. To quote Gary V, imagine murdering your whole family. Exactly. Imagine <laughs> imagine something quote Gary V, imagine somebody imagine imagine, imagine someone walks into your house and murders your entire family. Yep. Exactly. And that's how we bet. With passion <laughs> and vigor. And testosterone, uh, and our balls. logic. We're probably Wait, breaking it, the wheelbarrow out this week. Wasn't that the, wasn't that the name of one of our episodes? Bet, bet with your balls. Yeah, that was a couple of weeks ago. We had a we had a couple of vulgar episode titles there in a row. Um, but hey, that's business, baby. Uh, we appreciate y'all listening. Um, if you bet along with us, tweet at us. Let us know. Um, next week we'll talk. Uh, we'll talk trade deadline winners, losers, who paid too much, who paid not enough. Um, we'll give more winners. We'll. Uh, there's there's definitely bound to be one where we look back and we think, my God, we we could have just could have had this guy for a fifth round pick. What the hell is going on? It is like, uh, I know it hasn't panned out so far, but Julio to the Titans for what was that? Like a three and a five or something like that. Third and a four. Oh that no. Those, like, they, just overtur- they just overturned the touchdown. If the over doesn't hit now. Uh, my life is over's fine. The over's still going to hit. Shambles. This, already know the final score of this game. The over hit. I guarantee it. If the over doesn't hit in this game, um, I'll tweet out a video of me eating another tomato. Love it. But in order for me to do that, I need somebody to buy you a tomato. No, no, no. Somebody other than you to call us out on. That means that somebody had to listen to the entire episode, hear this at the end. Oh my God. He just got stuffed at the, he's got stuffed at the goal line again. Text one of us post a screenshot i need somebody other than the two of us to call me out on it assuming the over doesn't hit and i will post a video of not just a bite i will eat the entire tomato can someone tell me why aaron jones is in on the goal line because he's their best running back i don't you got you, you got you got thick thigh boy aj dylan at a boston college Oh my god, this is gonna be a nightmare. They don't. Uh, we will end this episode when this goal line backers of third and goal, when the Packers either do or don't score a touchdown. We will end this, and it will be an abrupt end. So just know. As oh my soon god! As this podcast ends, that means the Packers scored a touchdown, or didn't, in the fourth quarter with three thirty-eight to go, and they just called timeout. We're not sticking they around. They don't have a timeout. They just got to delay a game. What is Aaron doing? 
They don't even know what to play. We're ending this episode. This is embarrassing from the Packers. Aaron Rodgers, you're the best goddamn quarterback in the NFL. Snap the goddamn ball. We appreciate you guys listening. Dude, this guy doesn't know where to line up. This 81 doesn't know where to line up. Go, birds.